Hi, this is Terry McCarty, and uh, welcome again to uh, Reviews on Otherwise. And to change it up a little bit today, uh, in honor of those who uh, sit for Ask Me Anything type of uh, interviews, I'll do such a thing my own self and uh, this is titled uh, I asked myself a few things first up is what's the first movie you remember seeing as a young child and that's probably I would think that was uh, probably in Vernon, Texas. I, I come from Electra, Texas, and I saw, as a child, I vaguely remember one of the uh, AIP uh, Beach Party movies, and perhaps I think I was taken to a double feature of uh, Dr. No and uh, from Russia with Love but the very first film I can remember uh, seeing all the way through and was around 1964 when I was five and uh, went to Dallas with my uh, parents and uh, the general cinema GCC chain was big uh, there and uh, I think it was the big town theater and saw uh, Disney's uh, Mary Poppins which of course with the animation and live action and and the music uh, that's a pretty ideal uh, film for young children, I guess, to be introduced to the uh, magic uh, of movies. And uh, from there, I can say that uh, my childhood uh, was a mixture of uh, of uh, Disney and uh, occasional uh, more grown-up fare. So moving on from that, uh, next question I asked myself is, what uh, was the first uh, foreign film you ever saw? And the answer to that is the... uh, French uh, gangster film Borsellino saw it around 1970-71 at the Grand Theater in my hometown Electra, Texas and that uh, had the pairing of uh, Elaine Delon and uh, Jean-Paul Belmondo and uh, it probably because it was uh, being shown in in a small town theater uh, the man who booked the I mean the manager Mr. Ham uh, had uh, booked the dubbed in English uh, 
And I guess even at that age, I was kind of ready for French with subtitles because a lot of the uh, World War II movies, which were still uh, ongoing uh, genre in the 60s, uh, there'd be the extended sequences with... Uh, people speaking German or Japanese and you'd read the uh, subtitles at the bottom of the screen. Uh, next question for myself. What was your first real education in uh, watching uh, foreign films? And that would be fall of 1980, I went to the Monday night uh, introduction to foreign film class at Midwestern State University in Wichita Falls, and it was held off campus at the uh, Wichita uh, Art and Science Museum, and it was uh, taught by a gentleman named uh, Baird Whitlock, who in later years, he moved back east. And uh, and if you've recognized the name Baird Whitlock, it's because uh, that name was used for George Clooney's character in the Coen Brothers' uh, Hail Caesar, meaning at some point uh, Ethan and Joel must have crossed his path in some way. And... Uh, and uh, Dr. Whitlock was a wonderful uh, teacher and uh, in essence what the film schedule was was uh, included like the Romer, My Night at Mods, uh, Bergman, Passion of Anna, Shame, Persona. Uh, Dr. Whitlock really loved Bergman. Uh, Boonwell's L, aka The Strange Passion, uh, The Milky Way, Truffaut's uh, The Wild Child and Small Change, and uh, uh, Fellini's uh, Amarcord. So that was that was a really good learning experience and I'm just uh, more than happy to have had a background like that uh, because 19, in 1980 uh, the VCR existed but the video rentals didn't really come come to the Wichita Falls area till about 1983 and uh, so good uh, formative grounding in terms of what uh, movies uh, were like uh, from other countries and uh, just a wonderful immersion in directorial and cinem uh, cinematography in terms of uh, 
styles and approaches to storytelling and uh, performance and uh, I guess the later equivalent in my uh, young adult life was like a, a few years later when uh, when the UNF, no, sorry, College of Santa Fe, rather, uh, film professor Joseph Dispenza did a Sunday afternoon class at the uh, Grand Illusion Theater in Santa Fe, New Mexico, the one that was then being run by Brent Hirschman, and now, as as people know, it's uh, owned by George R. R. Martin of uh, Game of Thrones fame, and uh, uh, Professor Dispenza had it open open to the public as well as his uh, students and uh, that was a very interesting um, blend of silent and sound films like the you know truncated MGM edit of uh, Eric von Stroheim's Greed uh, some of the Buster Keaton silent shorts as well as uh, Sherlock Jr. and going into sound films like uh, uh, Leo McCary's uh, The Milky Way with uh, Harold Lloyd, uh, Gene Kelly and Stanley Donen's On the Town, uh, Gene Tierney in uh, Leave Her to Heaven, just uh, another thing of he was uh, very good at uh, doing introductions and uh, and the films were in the best uh, possible prints for the period and I guess one more question for myself is what other film series did you attend that uh, left uh, impression and uh, closed some gaps in your movie making knowledge and that would be when around 1988, 89, I was a AFI volunteer to the AFI fellows. And the fellows from that class that went on to achieve uh, distinction in the uh, wider world of uh, show business include Ann Garofino, who later uh, worked uh, alongside uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone and uh, was involved of course with South Park and the uh, uh, Book of Mormon. Wally Pfister, the uh, who was a cinematography fellow who of course is best known now for his association with Christopher Nolan and winning the Academy Award for the Dark Knight cinematography, uh, Trish Gavani, who's gone on to a career as a docu- mainly a documentary or, or music program uh, DP, and she worked with a person who was a directorial fellow, uh, James Solomon, and they did a 
documentary uh, about Kitty Genovese that came out a few years ago, and Trish also worked on the uh, documentary about the L.A. Uh, wrecking crew, uh, session musicians. But anyway, uh, Dr. James Hosney at AFI on Friday nights uh, had a a uh, film series, and I watched a few of those as a sort of, uh, you know, fly on the wall, uh, back rows of the, of the screening room guest, and uh, those included, uh, like, William Wyler's uh, The Letter, uh, Billy Wilder's great... Uh, Double Indemnity, and also a film that was rediscovered in recent years and was on Criterion, but it probably doesn't get as much due as it should. Uh, Robert Altman's uh, Three Women with uh, uh, Sissy Spacek, uh, Janice Rule, and uh, Shelley Duvall. And that was just, you know, another case of uh, watching a professor, uh, seeing these uh, great films, getting some knowledge and uh, uh, mind expansion, and, uh, and then doing the volunteering, which involved uh, five-day shooting schedules and uh, uh, in those days films were shot on like the traditional video you didn't have the uh, digital technology available at that time and uh, then they would be as soon as finished critiqued by the late Antonio Villani who was the one who was uh, in charge of the group of fellows that year and uh, someone that David Lynch uh, uh, spoke of uh, highly and, uh, and with Mr. Villani it was there were restrictions he placed on the fellows back then like uh, you know he didn't want uh, the projects to have either narration or flashbacks since he deemed those to be crutches and wanted to see what kind of uh, straightforward uh, narrative skills uh, that the student fellows uh, possessed uh, before they proceeded to anything. Beyond that, I guess you could say. And final question. What podcasts uh, are your favorites to listen to? And my answer to that question would be there are three. Uh, One of them, of course, is uh, uh, You Must Remember This. uh, I'm at Karina Longworth, and I had liked her writing for the LA Weekly and and the various books she's done, such as the uh, Selected Filmography book about Al Pacino and uh, all 
also the book she uh, did uh, regarding uh, Howard Hughes and in terms of uh, film uh, narrative uh, she's pretty much a standard in terms of narrative and analysis and sometimes framing uh, the past uh, through the present and with regards to uh, music it, it would be a tie of Andrew Hickey's uh, a history of rock music and 500 songs and uh, Tyler Mahan Coe's uh, Cocaine and Rhinestones, about uh, 20th century country, and they're both uh, uh, terrific uh, storytellers, and certainly with Mr. Coe, uh, sometimes it is like, like the episodes open with long tangential narratives that uh, do eventually have a connection with the uh, subject of uh, each uh, actual episode. So those are the three that are most often listened to and and on occasion I also do the WTF with uh, Mark Marin and the Jason Cardi and Stephen Cockroft's uh, uh, Beatles uh, podcast that comes from from uh, Ireland and uh, anyway that gives you a little bit of an idea of uh, I guess formative film watching and uh, influences and uh, I appreciate uh, you're taking the time to listen to this and I hope at some point in the future to resume the uh, regular episodes and thank you ever so much for listening to uh, this special one and uh, if you like what you're hearing, then please, by all means, uh, recommend uh, via your favorite form of social media. And uh, thanks ever so much for listening, and we'll be back uh, eventually. Thank you, and bye for now.